Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, welcome to Bitch Slap. This is Rachel Fisher. I'm Desi Jadakin. And this is Melrose Place, Season 2, Episode 21. Swept Away. Swept Away. And today we are joined with a very special guest, Maggie Sirota. Hi, thanks, Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> Maggie is a, also a Melrose Place super fan. Yep. So we're really... Happy to have he have her here. I just wanted to ask a question before we begin. Did you watch Melrose Place when it was on? When did you get into Melrose Place? Oh, I absolutely watched it when I was when it was on. I th- what year did it debut? Like 91, 92? 92. Yes. Yeah. Like I had a pretty crappy home life. So like mm-hmm. <laughs> any kind of show with like an ensemble of young, sexy people in a city, I was kind of drawn to because I could just yeah. imagine my life like away from out of my garbage home. And like, you know, when you would see the this... stock footage of Melrose Place. <laughs> oh, the B-roll. About... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the B-roll is really great on this show. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, I want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Do you have a favorite Melrose Place character? Oh, I love Sydney. I feel like Sydney is like the series Job where she never gets any respect, even mm. though she kind of carries the show. Like she's yes. always kind of a punchline. Yeah. Um, I mean, Laura Layton's so beautiful and she's such a good actress. Like she's she really, so good. like she sells Sydney's worst impulses so well. Yeah. We're um, big Sydney fans over here. And she remains kind of likable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even though she is the shit stirrer of the series and does some despicable things, Laura Layton is such a gifted actress that she, Mm -hmm. like Desi said, keeps this character very engaging and very likable. And you root for her. Yeah. Even though like her whole purpose is to kind of like step on rakes at a certain point, yeah. like she kind of starts out smart and then she gets dumber and dumber as the like they just start writing her dumber and sloppier. Yeah, that's <laughs> so true. Um, we also love Michael Mancini, obviously, <laughs> even though he's despicable. But oh, like, he's a fun despicable though. He, <laughs> he's such a fun villain. You know, Thomas Calabro had like the time of his life every day oh. he stepped on that set. <laughs> Well, because I think he's like a seriously trained actor. That's like mm-hmm. my memory. And then this is obviously his big role. And yeah. I just, I think his performance is one of a kind. <laughs> I yeah. can't explain it. Like, it's just, we talk about it a lot on the show where he, it's like, it shouldn't work, but it mm-hmm. does. Right. 
Um, I guess we should just get into the episode. Yeah. I mean, Joe's in a in a hull of a ship. We need to yeah. get her out of there. <laughs> we gotta she's we gotta our, our favorite human trafficking victim, Joe. Yes. <laughs> we are at sea. Because where we last left off, Reed had locked Joe in the little hole underneath mm-hmm. the trap door that he built on his boat. And now she's completely tied up with duct tape as well. So he like apparently went down there with her. Yeah, he went back at some point. <laughs> and he's driving the boat. She tries to kick the door open. But Reed hears her and he's like, calm down, Joe. This is this is big business. So like I, he's like, I bound you in duct tape for your own good. <laughs> yeah, I got to do this drug deal and then we can talk. <laughs> it's never really explained why he felt he had to restrain her. I guess it's so she didn't see the drug dealers, but I don't know. I would have appreciated maybe a, one line of dialogue. Yeah. Reed is still trying to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he still wants to have a life with her. Yeah. Um, just not just, just against her will. It's yeah. just against her will. If she hadn't been nosy, this never would have happened. Right. He 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 says sit tight and relax. <laughs> the rendezvous tonight. But I, I wonder what his real plan was though before she found the trap door. Because she was on the boat. What yeah. was he gonna do with her for the drug deal period? Yeah. Hope she was sleeping. Like maybe yeah. spike her drink. Maybe he could yeah. be like, oh hey, let's have a toast. <laughs> She would have found out eventually because his ultimate plan was to move to Mexico with her. I don't think he thought it through. No, Reed's not great. And look, it's, you know, he's going to be gone soon. What do we, what do we think? Hmm? What do we think of this actor? James Wilder. (laughs) Okay. We constantly refer to him as like budget Jake. Yes. Yeah. Just, just looks wise, like with the hairstyle, like he's definitely, he's just so, he doesn't even, the thing about Reed is he's not even charming enough to be like, well, maybe. Mm-hmm. You don't know why Joe is, is charmed by him. Cause none of us are seeing it. Right. Uh, he like, he looks like, like the kind of platonic ideal of like an Aaron Spelling himbo. Mm, you know what I mean? Like he's yes. got like the, the cheekbones, like the floppy hair. Like he's just got a certain look where you're just like, like did Aaron Spelling make you in a lab? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there were a lot of guys on TV shows in the 90s who looked like this. And yeah. this guy must have been a Spelling favorite because he makes it over to Models Inc. Yes. Uh, which was another- interesting. I am. I am. One of my like old lady hobbies is buying like old issues of magazines. I Same. have as yeah. Yes. So I bought an a, a issue of um of details from like maybe 94 95 I forget and they had this big feature with James Wilder and Dan Cortez cuz they were starring together <laughs> in this what was going to be this like network reboot of Route 66 I don't remember that show. Yes. I remember yeah. this reboot. Yeah, and it was just like they were the two protagonists. Um, and they also like I don't think they shared screen time on Melrose Place, but they were on Melrose Place. Yeah. Like, so what happened to this actor? James Wilder? Yeah. I don't I mean, I he, wouldn't be surprised if he did lifetime movies or something. He did one. No, I remember him. He was definitely like the grifter trying to marry. I definitely remember one lifetime movie where he was like the grifter trying to marry the rich lady and you know, like someone says, hey, doesn't don't you think this is moving too fast? Like, yeah, <laughs> like I feel yeah. like that's a line everyone on Lifetime has to say at one point, like in there. 
well, but don't you think it's moving a little fast? I think like <laughs> I also remember him being like, you remember like if you read like Teen Beat and Bop, they'd always try to push guys who were maybe a little too old for the teen. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. And I feel like James Wilder and Dan Cortez, like that's probably where I saw the Route 66 like mm-hmm. reboot because mm-hmm. it was like these guys are kind of cute and boyish, but they're adults. Yes. Yeah, like Dan's got stubble. Dan's always got like this kind of half happening goatee. Like, so next we go to New York because Billy's still in New York. Mm-hmm. We did a whole thing last episode where we talked about our dream show, Billy Takes Manhattan. Mm. <laughs> we just want one season of that. That's all we want. Yeah, just a, even a replacement season, just like. Eight episodes. <laughs> Eight episodes of Billy Takes Manhattan. He's with his annoying coworker Greg. And Greg mm. wants to know how Billy's dinner with Andrea went. And Billy's like, Billy's like, Greg, <laughs> I told you I have a girlfriend, Alvin. She lives back in LA. <laughs> Greg is like, So what? She lives back in LA. Who cares? <laughs> what details? <laughs> what details? How'd your day with Andrea go? Um Billy's irritated. Also, by this Billy guy. doesn't make any. It's like he doesn't go into what happened. Yeah, it's a pretty dramatic scene where Allison found them and like left dramatically. Yeah, typical straight guy behavior where they don't give you like the juice of the gossip. Yes. Yeah. They kind of just brush over. Oh yeah, it was a bad scene. No, give me the tea. I need all the details. <laughs> Spell out what happened with Allison. No top. No Sandoval. Tell me what you did. <laughs> <laughs> At the hospital, we get our one scene with Matt mm-hmm. in this episode. Poor Matt. Poor Matt. And he is freaking out because Sydney invited him and Michael to dinner. And previously, Sydney had was alluding to both of them that she knew about Matt changing Michael's blood alcohol results. So he's like, this is real weird, man. And Michael's completely not scared, which is crazy to me. <laughs> Yeah, and Matt's freaking out. He's like, obviously, she knows more than we thought. And Michael's like, Jesus, Matt, just calm down. <laughs> and <laughs> he's like, look, we're going to go to this dinner tonight, but we can't show any weakness. Yeah. And he said, you leave that little shrew to me. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he he thinks he can handle Sydney. And previously, he could. He's usually able to... I mean, he has every reason to believe he can... Fuck with right, her. but she actually has juicy info now. Right, that is mm. like could ruin him because he doesn't care about social implications. Like if Jane finds out he fucked someone at this mm-hmm. point, but right. he does care about losing his job. Yes, that night Billy heads home in his coat. He's been wearing this New York coat, <laughs> this dumb coat. Oh my god, the coat! I I was yeah, I I was very eager to talk about this coat. Like We're did he like read? Coat. Did he read like David Burns wardrobe? Like he's swimming in that thing. <laughs> it's an ill-fitting tweed coat. Massive it's shoulders. Huge. It's <laughs> it's 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 huge in the wrong places and tight in the wrong places. Yeah. <laughs> and this is his um a moving to New York coat that he bought at Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> right. Before he left. He runs into Allison who was apparently just waiting on this corner all day. <laughs> like, 
this is she had Allison a bagel behavior. and that's it yeah this is allison behavior where she's like well i got a bagel the bagel killed me yeah. the writers are really like what's new york hit me with some ideas pastrami bagels pizza <laughs> <laughs> we've already done pizza billy's eaten pizza twice in this episode they already went to tj at fridays yeah. what else is new york so she's just been hanging out in the cold at first, I didn't think they were by Billy's apartment. And I thought they, I was like, why would they run into each other in New York City? <laughs> that would be almost impossible. <laughs> she yeah, her, hmm? her sitting outside all day, it just reminds me of like secretary, like, like, um, <laughs> like, um, Maggie Gyllenhaal just putting her hands on James Spader's desk, deck, like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. She didn't go home. She's also not mad anymore. Which is crazy because why did she have such a freak out to begin with? Only to be like, I'm over it. <laughs> like, think, nothing happened in between then and her no. leaving the dinner, right? So I think she had low blood sugar and the bagel yeah. helped it. So now <laughs> that she ate the bagel, I get it. I totally get that. She's fine now. And she realizes how stupid she's been. And so they go up to his apartment and Billy... Billy's like, oh, then I told Andrea that I had a, a girlfriend back at home and that I loved her. And she just wanted to know about rent control. So I invited her out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Billy. He sounds like such a dipshit. He's such a he's, dipshit. He was particularly dumb these, these two episodes. <laughs> like, yeah. I was just like, is his voice getting dumber? Did he? <laughs> I almost was like, does he hear our imitations and is changing them to make it worse? Like, he sounds like he's like, like, like legitimately trying to sound like a 15-year-old. Yeah. Like a petulant 15-year-old. She tells Billy about her experience at a New York deli where she was um, you know, essentially attacked by the by the staff at the deli because she had the audacity to just be a nice girl from Wisconsin buying a bagel. You mm-hmm. can't hang out all day long at a restaurant and only buy a bagel. Yeah. That's annoying. She's like, she's like, they basically kicked me out, Billy. And Billy's like, I hate this town. (laughs) It's like a per. I was like laughing, thinking of the owner being like, is that bitch still here? She's only she's only purchased a bagel that's like what back then, like a dollar twenty five or something. (laughs) She got a bag. You know, she got a whole wheat bagel too, or like a blueberry whole wheat. (laughs) She got a blueberry whole wheat bagel. With cream cheese. And she also kept asking for water refills. Mm. Like, oh. <laughs> she's just the worst. Um, but Allison's horny. Ugh. And she says to Billy, I miss your smile. I miss your lips and everything south. Who talks that way? <laughs> then she says, make love to me, Billy. And they start going at it on the couch. The pullout bed. The pullout bed. Okay, why does he have a pullout bed? <laughs> this was supposed to be a nice fucking apartment that he got, like some find, and he's sleeping on a pullout bed in the living room. Like, but but the make love to me just made me laugh because I was like, no one who is 23 or 24 would ever say that. They would say, yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah. Back in LA, Sydney is having dinner at Cucina. <laughs> with Michael and Matt isn't there. This was confusing to me. I guess Matt just bailed. They weren't paying Matt for a second. <laughs> he 
Doug yeah. is one scene. They were like, Doug, take the day off. Got a day play rate this week. Ugh. And Michael's trying to play tough. He's like, you don't have any evidence against me, Sid. And she's like, oh, yeah? Well, I think Matt will sing like a bird if you press him. And, I agree. And then Michael's yeah. like, oh, yeah? Well, he's gay. And I think... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to tell people that he has a crush on me. Oh, the gay panic. His homosexual <laughs> advances. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think, and I, I, I'll tell him, I'll tell him he's obsessed with me. He has a crush on me because he's gay. And Matt, and Sydney's impressed by this. Oh, yeah. She's like, that's hot. <laughs> You've thought this through. You're going to do some casual homophobia <laughs> with Matt. That's real hot. And ruin his <laughs> life. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> once again, Trying to ruin Matt's life, and Matt's done nothing but help him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sydney says to Michael, Well, remember Roland, the maitre d' at Montpetitcure, <laughs> the night of the accident? There's your witness, Michael. He knows how much you guys drank that night. And we find out how much they drank because they had cocktails, then they had a full bottle of champagne. <laughs> Like, so Michael was shit-faced. He yeah. was shit-faced, and there's somebody that could potentially testify that he that they were wasted Yeah, when he got in the car to drive. And home. how is Sydney going all about town finding out this, uh, getting these receipts from Michael? <laughs> how did she know what restaurant they went to? I have no idea. I mean, I wouldn't know talk, more. Didn't he talk in his sleep? Was that the... Oh. He did talk in his sleep, but I don't think he name checked the restaurant. Uh, he wasn't like Japon Mamaton. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like listing off the staff, everyone that works. Yeah, there. the Mater T like... Roland. <laughs> Michael's pissed off because he's like, she got me. And he's like, kiss my ass. I love Michael because he always says like old school things like kiss my ass. Mm. Like mm. <laughs> is this character from Brooklyn? He has to be, right? He seems yeah. like it. He's got New York energy. Yeah, for sure. Like his mom was Linda Lavin. I remember Linda Lavin. And she oh brought some Brooklyn God. energy. Yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. And his sister, when when Alyssa Milano comes on <laughs> to play his sister, she kind of does like a New York accent, doesn't she? They're definitely very Italian. They're yeah. very Italian. Um, In New York, we see Billy wrapped up in a blankie. And he's talking on the phone to Jake. And she's like, who are you talking to? What are you up to? And Billy, just the smartest guy in the world, he tells Allison. He's so excited to tell her this. He's yeah. like, Allison, I, I just told Jake to box up all your stuff so you can move here for real. Like a real boy. <laughs> he... Was, was, he hung up in like his next calls to Mensa. Hello, yeah. <laughs> Hello do you know about me? What is he thinking? What? How many ways has she told him that she's not upending her life to move to New York to be with mm. him when she has no plan? And he's like, isn't that great? Where's her stuff supposed to go? Like he's sleeping on a pullout bed. That's a good point. Also, why... Why would you make your friend pack up someone's shit? Like, do you know what a responsibility and big job that would be for Jake? <laughs> like, that and like, do I want Jake going through my underwear? Well, yes, probably. Yeah, but like, maybe you know, Jake. do I? Yeah, Jake. But, but Allison has an entire 
shelving unit full of dolls the porcelain doll collection the, her doll collection is, and all her stuffed animals in her room jake's not gonna wrap those properly no why is she like a combo little girl grandma she like, really is both of them are super childish yeah <laughs> she's pissed off and they start squabbling and billy's like i thought you didn't want to be long distance that's that's like the least charitable way to read what she said. <laughs> like, oh, he's such a moron. I really <laughs> And she's pissed and she's like, Billy, I'll be out of here first thing tomorrow morning. You won't see me again. And she fuck leaves. Off. We don't know where she's gonna where stay. She go- we don't she know where going. she's going. <laughs> she's gonna hang out. At, like like have, like uh Amanda's not paying her enough to go get a hotel. Like no, no, no. last minute. It's nighttime on the boat, and we see the boat drug deal go down. And but we hear it, don't we? I think I just remember. We seeing... hear it because they sound like pi- literal pirates. Well, first, yeah, we, we see the <laughs> boat roll up. We see the drug deal, the drug smuggler boat roll up, and then we just hear everything from Joe's perspective. Yeah, you got the drugs. Yeah, on delay. All the money's here. <laughs> it is. It is the most stereotypical conversation that these guys are having with each other. Yeah, on delay. On delay. Forties, like it feels like a forties radio play almost. Yes, <laughs> the voice was out of control. <laughs> You got the cocaine? Let's hurry. (laughs) We got to scram. When it's over, Reed lets Joe out of the little hole. And he pulls out a duffel bag full of the cash he just got. And he opens it just so we, the audience, can see that there's a lot of wads of money in there. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised these guys just didn't kill him, if I'm being quite honest. Seriously, yeah. he, like, he seems like a dipshit. Like he does not seem like a seasoned criminal. No, no, and yeah, you're right. He seems like they should have shot him, taken his boat. Yeah, or at the very least, not given him the money. Like he opens the 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 sack, and it's like they scammed him. Right, right. It's all like cut up magazines and like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he takes off the tape on Joe's mouth, and he's like. You know, you can try to scream, Joe, but no one can hear you. We're in the ocean. Yeah. And she's like, are you going to kill me? And he's like, it's up to you, Joe. Mm. The next morning, Allison and Billy are still arguing. So I guess she didn't leave. Now she realized she couldn't find a place. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked to have seen that scene where she has to like sheepishly return. Right. That would have been okay, great. and the morning is when you don't see me again. Now you're gonna <laughs> yes. And Allison's telling Billy, she's like, I refuse to give up my life for you, Billy. And Billy's like, Allison, I'm a catch. <laughs> this is where we find out how delusional Billy actually is. <laughs> I'm a great guy, Allison. I'm smart, I'm handsome, I got a good job, I'm got... talented, I'm talented, got a tight <laughs> ass. I sound like a grown-up when I talk. I sound yeah. like a grown-up. And she's like, oh, my God, you are an egomaniac, Billy. And he goes, and I'm also very attractive. I don't want Billy saying that about himself ever. Yeah. She is so turned off by this. She's like, it's clear that this is over. And he's like, she's, she's like, you're fine. I'm not giving you a second chance. 
what is she? I mean, she's acting like this is some huge revelation, but this is Billy and this is how he's always been. Yeah. Like, is she just seeing it right now? <laughs> like, didn't he like bounce a check to her on her first, his first night there or something? Like, yeah. Yeah. He's been a nightmare from day one. Yeah. Right. He, Billy, the only man who has ever had, the only 20 something who has ever had dreams. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and we were saying last week how absurd it is that Billy is mad that she won't upend her life for him when he was the person who was the most mad at Allison for upending her life to live with Keith in Seattle. Mm. Which he was rightfully like, you're being an idiot for that. Right. But where's that en- energy now? Because he's Billy. Because he's Billy. <laughs> Why would you up? You would upend your life for Billy, not Keith. <laughs> Which is true. I mean, he is better than Keith. I'll give him that. He's better yeah. than Keith. But Allison's not going to make it in New York. And then we, when we leave this scene, though, we we linger on Billy's face for a really long time. And it's like somehow his face is able to emote what he sounds like. Mm. <laughs> Even though he's completely silent. Yes. Anyway, this is a good place to take a break. We'll be right back. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Back on the boat, Reed is telling Joe, you're going to love Mexico. Because that's where we're going. He's talking about like, we're going to go surfing. Yeah. We're going to eat tacos. This is a classic soap opera storyline where the kidnapped victim is being told about the great life because the, the kidnapper is sort of delusional. Right. About what's yeah. going on. <laughs> I mean, he could sell this to me if I'm being honest. Tacos, the beach. Yeah. All right. <laughs> he does make a point. He does kind of own Joe during this scene. It might be this scene, but he basically tells her, he's like, come on, you don't have a career, Joe. What do you do all day? <laughs> I was very excited to learn her day rate. <laughs> oh, I was, I was, my jaw dropped. Like, I get that it's like 1993 money, but like, um, oh my gosh. Yeah. He's, and he's mad at her. He's like, you still think I'm a bad guy. Yeah. And, and she says, well, you did lock me in a dark hole for two days. And then he starts defending his drug smuggling in a really stupid way. He's like, it's not like I'm selling selling on the street to kids. I'm just getting the drugs here so they can 
I'm selling to the low level drug dealer. These drugs will go to those people. Joe, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) He promises her he's out of the business now that he got this big cash payout and he, he just wants to start over. And Joe is like, I'm still in shock. Yeah. Like kind of as if she's considering it. Like, let me just brace to the new plan, Reed. I'm just taking it all in right now. And she's like, "Uh, can I go get something to drink? And he says, okay. And as soon as she gets down below, she starts frantically looking through cabinets. But he catches her and points a shotgun at her face and is like, you looking for this? And she very fortunately happens to have a drawer open with two glasses. <laughs> glasses in a drawer. What are the chances? Yeah. Yeah. She was so smooth here. She's like, no, it's just getting these. And I mean, he goes, I'll drink my beer out of the can. Yeah. At the hospital, Michael's bitching to another doctor about how being on probation sucks. I honestly love these scenes where we get a glimpse into Michael's relationships with his unnamed co-workers yes. that we that yeah. aren't like characters on the show because he's remarkably the same person with them like yeah. I remember the nurse last week where he's like I can't believe my wife filed a restraining order <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah and this this doctor like all the other employees at this hospital they're just like oh yeah Mancini it's Mancini um Michael then goes into the break room where he sees a bulletin board filled with news clippings that are all about drunk drivers. Yeah. Damn. Like like one drunk driver was charged with manslaughter or convicted of manslaughter. And then there's like four-year-old boy dies because of drunk driving accident. Like everything on this bulletin board is articles about the dangers of drunk driving. And Sydney clearly went to the public library and just destroyed all of their newspaper collection. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like how did she get these? She's like putting out microfiche. Yeah. (laughs) He pretty quickly clocks that this is the work of Sydney to rattle him. So he tears all the articles down. Then he goes to his locker and he finds a note written by Sydney that says, Dear Michael, kiss my ass. Love Sydney. <laughs> and he slams the door and he's mad. Yeah. Mm. At Shooters, Michael accosts, <laughs> he, he assaults Sydney. He grabs her very forcefully and drags her away. And she's smiling. She's like, <laughs> she's like manhandling a woman in public. Like, can we, like... Yeah. And she like, goes, mm. <laughs> yeah, Mike, nobody stops. Nobody's like, hey, hey, hey. What's that's, going on here? Her boss doesn't come over to stop this. <laughs> she's just like, mm, I like it rough. Yeah. She's like, hi, Michael. <laughs> to her, it's just passion. You know, it's, yes. it's just passion. Yes. And she knows she has him by the balls because she's like, what are you going to do about it? She's and she's like, I'm the only one who gets to make threats around here, Michael. Yeah. And then she makes him apologize. <laughs> she makes him apologize. And he's like, what do you want, Sid? Name your terms. And she's like, hmm, what do I want? What do I want? This is her dream scenario. Oh, I'm so happy for her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think 
one of my issues with the way they write Sydney is like she's so like crafty and diabolical and you know kind of conniving. I wish she had a like a like a more worthy goal than trapping a guy who hates her. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was thinking that yeah. in one of the future scenes where she's mm-hmm. like a housewife. I was like, is that your goal to be a housewife to Michael Mancini? <laughs> like it's crazy. Yeah, it is kind of odd and out of character for her. I think that's just how much she's digmatized by Michael. But mm-hmm. you're right. These skills, if she applied her, Sydney, if you just applied yourself. Yeah, like she, the way she had that doctor, that attending doctor just eating out of her hand. Yeah. Like. <laughs> she could really be um, like a trophy wife. Like Michael's not even rich now. Yeah. Like, like she's she just- could, she could. I feel like get with like a much more powerful, influential person. Yeah. The problem with Sydney is she thinks the way to beat Jane was to get Michael. And there's mm-hmm. off, there's like way more uh, other options that she could have done to like, she could open up a successful design house. Right. You and Jane. Like, is that <laughs> what I mean? Like that would hurt Jane so much more. Yeah. Cause Jane doesn't care about Michael anymore. I just think yeah. Sydney did, she never adjusted her goals. As she grew in power. <laughs> she needed to be one of those socialites who, op- yeah, you're right, who starts a design business or who comes out with a clothing line and it takes off because she's uh, the 1994 version of an influencer. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, and like Maggie said, she could have landed a rich, like, guy. Right. And who would pay for this? Like, right. Because all she needs is money. Yeah. So that night on the boat, no one's driving because Reed and Joe are eating lobster down below. Where <laughs> did they get this? <laughs> I like how he packed lobster for the celebratory dinner after he told her he's like trapping her, trafficking her to Mexico for the rest oh, of her life. This will win her over. Yeah, this yeah. begs the question, how old is this lobster? Mm. I, I like the idea that he's like, and then after the deal's over, we'll celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's lo- Joe's favorite is lobster. Like she would be like, okay, like yeah. I forgive you. She's like, did he cook any sides? Was did there he make, like, didn't see any sides. I just okay. saw the big lobster tail kind mm-hmm. of split yeah. open. Um, but yeah, are we, and are also we dipping they're just it in some melted it. butter. Mm. <laughs> they're just on a little coffee table. Yeah, kind of eating it. He starts telling her, "Remember the rush you get." You got from playing hooky. I mean, why does that have to go away? <laughs> Look, <laughs> as a recovering alcoholic, I did deeply relate to this <laughs> to mm. this statement. <laughs> he had a point there. He made some points. And Joe's like, because we're because we're adults, Reed. It's called Is that Reed? A- Is Reed secretly Billy's brother? Like <laughs> 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 they're both totally. dipshits in the same immature way. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe the writers are throwing shade at men in general. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) This is when he dunks on Joe for being a freelance photographer. Oh, yeah. And look, I'm sorry, but he made some points in this scene. He's like, what do you do all day? You don't even... (laughs) It's true. We were talking about, like, where Joe isn't even trying to work. At this point, like when she was just helping Reed before everything went to shit. Right. She would just mm-hmm. drive down to Marina Del Rey from West Hollywood every single day. It's like, what about your 
fucking career. What are you doing with that? What's mm. going on with your career? I feel like Joe has that little settlement from her ex-husband now, $15,000. That's not going to like No, but remember, mm. I remember being like much younger and getting like $1,000 to be like, I can live off of this for months. Of course. <laughs> like you have no, you think you're going to have this money and you're mm. kind of set. Yeah. Uh, and it's just nothing. We just haven't seen her do a photo shoot. For several episodes. And she was blowing them off to hang out on the boat. Yeah. Oh. Remember? And we're like, you're freelance. You can't blow off. You, you can't call in sick. Right. Like, cause she's like, oh, I got out of that job. I was like, you don't get out of a freelance job last minute. <laughs> Her reputation is probably in the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so dumb. Cause she's just starting out and people are probably like, oh, don't work with Joe. She's a flake. Well, she only probably got jobs because she was reliable and cheap. And now they're like, mm. well, she's not even that. She's not talented enough to put up with this shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like, this is this is a chance to reinvent yourself. And that's when Joe spies the radio in the corner of the room. Yeah. So she's got an idea. We know that's going to go well. The wheels are turning. <laughs> I want to know, are you, if you were Joe, what would your kind of plan be? Because I was thinking, like, I would wait till we get to Mexico and then get Me away too. from him there. And That's what I was like, thinking. I was thinking throughout this whole thing, Joe is, like, playing it a little too cheerfully. Yeah. Which makes it very obvious to me. Like, I think the natural thing would be to be like confused and like mm -hmm. unsure, but she's like, Oh, great. Like she's doing like smiley things, which isn't even Joe. So I was like, that's way mm -hmm. more suspicious that you're trying to look like you're going along with it to me. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with Maggie. I was thinking watching this scene, I would have waited until they docked somewhere just to get on land where there's yeah. other people. Yeah, totally. Because she gets herself in a real mess later. Well, because she keeps I, trying to escape. Like, Where's yeah. she going to escape to? It's like you're in the middle of the ocean, lady. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I would just be like, yeah, I'm on board with this. So, yeah, speed into his delusion until you get the lamp. Like, just tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jake knocks on Joe's door looking for her. And Amanda sees this and she's like, she's fine. Can we go now? Yeah. Because Joe's been missing for a couple days, but Amanda does not give a shit. She's like, we're we're going to be late for brunch. <laughs> Allison returns home and Amanda's eyes light up because obviously something has gone wrong if Allison is back from New York so soon. Yeah. And they're like, what's going on? What happened in New York? And Amanda says to Jake, off again. <laughs> she's such a bitch i love her she's such a bitch and allison is like you know what amanda save it doesn't Good she say like, save your ersatz sympathy or something i was like wow allison oh well allison finally stood up to her she <laughs> finally stood up to amanda she goes off on her and of course amanda does her like wow ooh, where'd that come from yeah <laughs> She's incredible. What a gaslighter. Oh, my yeah, God. She's amazing. <laughs> like, no one knows how to play psychological mind games like Amanda. Woodward. Absolutely. I don't think she even thinks about it anymore at this point. It's she's natural. just naturally shady yeah. and like whatever. Yeah. yeah. She's an expert. So Allison then goes back, goes inside her apartment and cries by the window. So we can get a nice 
shot of Billy also looking out a window. And crying. Didn't we have something like this early on with both of them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're both big window criers. Yeah. yeah. Billy, yeah, Billy's also, we see him in New York with the skyscrapers. Yeah. In the background and he's crying or looking longingly out the window. Yes. He's like, hmm, maybe I should go downstairs and get a hot dog. <laughs> That's like all he's eaten is pizza and hot dogs the whole right. time he's been in New York. As a beach so house, <laughs> we see Michael nursing a beer on his lazy boy <laughs> and watching TV. He's like spread eagle. He's in full slob mode. Yeah, he's relaxing. When Sydney knocks on the door and she has arrived with several suitcases because she's moving in. That's what she wants. Yeah. It's funny she knocked because she does have a key. Mm. <laughs> We've seen her use it. <laughs> so it's Michael, like what happens? Like I know Kimberly's allegedly quote unquote dead. Like what does Michael just get the beach house now? Like how is this? I guess. Did he put I think he also both of their names were on it. The mm. lease? Yeah, both their names were on the lease when they originally but rented he, it. They act but remember Kimberly was pay, paying the majority of it cuz it was really expensive. Yes. So how is he doing it alone? That's a good point. I mean, I know they don't care about answering these questions no. at Melrose Place. <laughs> no, but we Desi and I looked up the uh property which still exists. It's, it's an Oxnard, Oxnard, right? It's in Oxnard, yeah. And it's like a $3.3 million house. I mean, it is right on the beach. It's supposed to be like Malibu, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So it would be yeah. even more in Malibu. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, way more. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. There, He's still there somehow. He's still at this house and he's freaking out. And he's like, this is blackmail, Sydney." And he, she says, and what you did to Kimberly was murder. Yeah. Got him there. <laughs> and of course, Sydney DeGene is, I want to lock down the broke murderer. Mm. <laughs> he then gets rough with her and kisses her. And then he does a classic Melrose Place move of ripping her blouse off and the buttons go flying. Mm. A Mancini original. <laughs> done this to her before yeah he did this to her in the first season well he's also kind of like do you like this and she's like it's like very clearly sydney does like it's <laughs> michael like yeah. you're not scaring her off yeah he's like you like this and she's like mm. like okay can we like when we first meet michael when the series starts like he's like the big brother of the complex right like yes. he's like like how abrupt is his is his like heel turn well it's initially very shocking mm-hmm. when we see him first kiss Kimberly. Yeah. I, I mean, that was like his first bad thing. But up until that point, he had been, like you said, sort of the, the older brother of the complex, the, the adult in the room. Yeah. He's like yeah. roughly, he might be a couple of years older than them, but like he's roughly the same age. Right. Jane and Michael were the boring married couple. Yeah. So sort of like, like, yeah, go ahead. No, and it's just like this full switch to like I just like full just kind of like switch to unrepentant sociopathic villain. Like it is kind of a slow build mm-hmm. throughout the end of the first season. Like it starts happening, but then at some point he like we keep trying to pinpoint when exactly he makes the heel turn. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> 
because he was very boring, whatever. He wasn't like, he wasn't like a dick. Mm-hmm. No. It, early on, like his personality was like so different early on in the show. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Just compared to how he is now where he's like a cartoonish villain in the best way. Yes. But it definitely was a slow build. And it, it starts with Kimberly, obviously. And I think, yeah. the, I think the way he treats Jane after he's the one who cheated and ruined the marriage. That's when he mm-hmm. becomes a villain. Yeah. Because yeah. like during the divorce proceedings, we just see what a piece of shit he is. And then Sydney, the Sydney affair just mm. adds another level. Yeah. Um, they fuck. She's happy. Yeah. She couldn't mm. be happier right now. This is working out great. On the boat, Reed is sleeping and Joe gets up and she sneaks over to the radio because she's going to call for help. This is so dumb. She's like, Mayday, Mayday. And it's just like, (laughs) no one's there. She's like, not even on the right channel. Like, This is why I would wait till we docked. Why does she think she's going to get away with this radio call with Reed sleeping feet away? It is so loud. Yeah. It is so loud. It's crazy. And she's shouting into it like, hello. Right. It's, I don't know what she's thinking. Yeah. The risk, the risk of Reed waking up is like way greater than this thing, like possibly working. No. Like the chances like, of him waking up. I thought she was the tough broad from New York that's seen it all. Like, and she's like, <laughs> she's she like turning. Yeah. She's turning on the loud radio while her captor no, she's is had like, a lobotomy in like the last yeah. 10 episodes at some point because she lost all of her New York whatever, like street mm-hmm. smarts, uh, street smarts, because uh, she's definitely we, we can't even believe she fell for Reed's bullshit from the from the first fucking meeting. No, yeah, like she should have clocked him from a mile away. And there were so many red flags and not just red flags of like, oh, he this guy might be a douchebag, but red flags of like, oh, he's dangerous. Yeah. Mm. So we don't know. He must have been good at fucking. (laughs) That's the only explanation. But coming off of Jake, how could that be possible? It's, (laughs) It's crazy. So Reed has woken up the radio like explodes. What was that? <laughs> Did he shoot it? <laughs> it's not really clear, but the radio suddenly explodes and Reed Reed appears and he starts screaming at Joe and he smacks her and he's like, you lying bitch. It's always shocking when you hear bitch on this show. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> and he forces her back in the hole. Back in the hole, Joe. What? What do you think the writers, like, think is wrong with him? Like, what do you think that... Like, like, do they think he's, like, a psycho? Do you think he's... Yeah, I don't know. He's a very undeveloped character, I think. He's very undeveloped. We never know what his motivations are. We do eventually meet Reed's parents, who are just such unlikable characters and Mm. so irritating. But they're their personalities are very different from his. So that's not really an indication of like how he became the way he is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like my diagnosis of him would be kind of like a little bit of a narcissist, but with like a borderline, like explosive mm. anger. Mm. Cause when he can't control a situation, he really lashes out at Joe, I think, but I don't know. 
Uh, but it certainly isn't on the page. <laughs> like they're just a like, bad guy. He's bad. James, yeah, James he's Wilder bad. had to come up with a backstory. He's like had to. Yeah, he, yeah. he took it very seriously. <laughs> we need to see his character page. Um, in New York, Billy and Greg, his coworker, are walking down the street. Billy's talking about Allison. Billy's popped the collar on that coat. Yeah. <laughs> Like when Kendall Roy pops the collar yeah. for that you know, yeah. business. Like. He's trying to make it happen. He realizes he's worn the same coat every day since he's been in New York. So he has to try something a little different. Yeah, it's it made me laugh when I saw it. Because, you know, you know, Andrew Shue was like, I got to This coat looks like shit. <laughs> I need to do something. Although good on the wardrobe department, because it is realistic that a guy like Billy would only buy one coat for New York. Mm. And I mean, but most people, like if it's an expensive coat, they do just have like their, you know, maybe one or two winter coats. But you would put a little more effort into it. He doesn't do that. No. no. He just bought the one he saw without even trying on, mm. trying it on. It didn't fit. So Greg is going on about women. Billy doesn't want to hear it. Even no Billy's does. annoyed. <laughs> when mm. you've lost Billy, you got yeah. you to evaluate your life. Yeah. It's it's always funny when Billy's annoyed by someone because you're like, dude, <laughs> have you met yourself? <laughs> After they get a hot dog, Billy then spies a street vendor nearby and he sees a a ring that you would get out of a gumball machine. Oh, that was incredible. Like the the, the man in the koofy just like just drops a handful of different rings. Of <laughs> I... Could not believe this. I was, I was outraged. I was stunned. And I'm someone who got engaged when I was very young to a skateboarder who gave me a skate ring. What slug nut? Oh, what? Yes. Oh my god. This ring. It's like a fifteen dollar ring, and Billy goes, "It's perfect." I mean. Come on. This is ridiculous. This is outrageous. This is like what he would have done when he was still driving a cab. He has a Mm. good job. (laughs) Like you don't have to spend three months of your salary on an engagement ring. You don't have to. Allison probably doesn't even want a big flashy engagement ring. That's not her style. But to get a ring, to find your engagement ring from like a street vendor like this, where it's not even real gold, it's just like a cheap flimsy little piece of metal like if you can pay cash on the fly for a ring it's too cheap yeah <laughs> yeah yeah this and is- like there's there's nothing that makes the ring sentimental to her like okay yes. like be- it just was such an odd choice yeah over like all of it was so odd it i don't understand why they didn't have him pass by like a jewelry store and mm. say and have a flash of like that's it, that's right? It. Him, like, him like pulling out his credit card. Yes, yes. And this guy, the salesperson, had like three r- random rings. Like, <laughs> wasn't one like, like a skull? Yeah, it was yeah. Like, because to Billy, he's like, "This is a, a real New York, uh, one of a kind, yeah, piece of jewelry." It was totally a gumball machine, gold, <laughs> cheap. You could probably bend oh, it. Yes, like it looked bendy. <laughs> It was like an adjustable ring. Adjustable. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
Where are we? Back we're, on, we're on the boat. On the boat. Reed's blasting some butt rock. It was like, to me, it was like <laughs> Judas Priest <laughs> stock music. It was, it was, uh, yeah, it was royalty-free Judas Priest. And he was singing. So, you know, in the original, he was really singing a song. Because did you see his mouth moving to lyrics? Oh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, he was like singing along. Like, but he, there was nothing coming out lyrics wise because they have replaced the music probably yeah so it'd be very curious to know what song it was he's from like breaking the law breaking the law yeah it was totally I, that's what made me think of you because he was like kind of shouting along with the chorus it probably was breaking the law maybe it was breaking the law that would have been very funny I you know give, he's very uh, very on the nose <laughs> i'd give anything to see the original like version of melrose with the original music i know mm. i really wish we had the the real music because people have written into us or posted on discord what song it was yeah. in, in a few cases it uh, sucks. Really? yeah, yeah cuz they had to they had to take out a lot of the original songs that played on the show when it was like whatever digitalized and went on to dvds and streaming sites Yes. And I bet you Melrose Place was like one of those shows where they're like dropping new hits. Yes. Like, do you know what I mean? Like if it was a new music. Oh, I remember like out. Letters to Cleo playing over yes. the credits. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They yes. were like the Grey's Anatomy. They, they the sold day. a CD, the soundtrack of Melrose Place. That's right. I think that was like where the Letters to Cleo jump off is. Letters to Cleo was like the TV and movie band like they mm-hmm. were always like their new song was all like Josie and the Pussycat yes. like they were and Jawbreaker <laughs> they yes. did they did so many uh hot movies and tv shows totally um yeah it's really unfortunate I would love to see that original cut yeah especially this was the most obvious example just because you could see him singing along right mm. so He's rocking out. And meanwhile, Joe is kicking at the trap door trying to get out. And then it just opens. <laughs> <laughs> it opens and Reed is playing air drums on the steering wheel. <laughs> and he hears something over the sound of the ocean in this music. Yeah. And Joe hides and he's looking around and then she sees like, what is this? Like a harpoon? A harpoon? <laughs> How did she just see the harpoon? She finds the harpoon. <laughs> How is he just leaving that unattended? Like that? <laughs> totally. It's crazy. She, that's what she should have done when he was sleeping. Got yeah. that harpoon and shot him in the fucking chest. She like, should have impaled him. Absolutely. Reed is creeping along outside on the deck and she's inside. And as he passes by the window, Joe shoves this harpoon through the window and into Reed, knocking him overboard. Yeah. What was your plan after this, Joe? Like the radio blew up. You don't know how to drive the boat. How are you going to drive back to shore? Yeah. Because I wouldn't know what to fucking do. He doesn't know how to drive a boat. But what I would drive deeper into the Pacific. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know which way to go. This is such a dumb plan. He... He falls overboard. She starts driving the boat, but Reed is hanging onto the side of the boat on, on like a buoy or, or like a flotation device. And she's like fumbling at driving too. She's like, oh, yeah. what are these buttons? <laughs> Such a mess. 
Meanwhile, back at the marina in Los Angeles, Jake and Amanda are talking to a cop and he is no help. He's like almost useless cop. (laughs) He is so useless. This was like, you know, a very realistic scene. Yeah. Yeah. Cops like, oh, your friend's missing with she was last seen with an ex-con who's on parole. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Give yeah. us two more days and then and then you can report it and then we can still do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Like when has a cop ever helped anyone? This was so funny. And Jake is, of course, outraged. He's like, you're not going to do anything, man. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks a lot. Thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Reed has made it back on the boat and now he's holding a flare gun. Is that what that is? Yeah. Because I was like, where'd that orange gun go? That's a flare gun. I guess he's going to shoot it into Joe. Yeah. He grabs Joe's ankle and she manages to grab the shotgun. Yeah. Because Reed's not holding the shotgun anymore. And she points the shotgun at him and she's crying. And he's like, you don't have it in you, Joe. Famous last words. Yeah. (laughs) Famous last words because she fires it into his chest and he goes flying. And she's like, no, when she shoots. <laughs> <laughs> he's He falls back onto the lower deck and he's still alive and he's like, help me. And she starts crying and she's like, oh, Reed, what did I do? Yeah. Um. She's like, we're going to get you help. And he's like, I'm sorry. And then he dies. So he did a he did apologize. He finally yeah. apologized. <laughs> that night at Melrose Place, Billy sees Amanda walking up the stairs. This is really funny. He waited until Amanda went to her apartment <laughs> so he wouldn't have to see her. <laughs> that was a funny detail. We're just seeing her walk up the stairs, basically, and, and him hiding. He, <laughs> He like starts to walk into the court and goes whoop and he kind of <laughs> he kind of moves back. Um he waits until she's inside before he goes over to Jane's apartment and Jane's like what are you doing here? This is the first time we see Jane this episode. Yes. Yes. This is the first time we see Jane. Her hair's gotten a lot of volume. Yeah. Yeah, she's puffing it. She's using some mousse. She's scrunching it. She's scrunching <laughs> it and blow-drying it. So this would have aired around the time that um that I'm realizing that um, Heather Locklear would have posted SNL. Yes. And if I remember from that sketch, because she was dating Jake in the sketch, and I yes. remember um, David Spade and that little Bob going like, he- I'm the worst character on the show. <laughs> <laughs> David David Spade's portrayal of Jane was so funny because he's yeah. just sobbing. And- <laughs> oh, my God. My, my favorite was Jake. What do you mean? Yeah, what are you saying? What are you saying? Yeah, Chris, <laughs> who played Jake? Chris Farley. Oh, damn. It's so funny because he's just pushing his hair back going, what do you mean? Yeah. What, what are you, are you sa- saying? What, what are you what trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's really good. Um, Yeah, he needs Jane's help. He's like, I quit my job. I want you to call Allison and invite her out to dinner. Billy's got a plan. He's got a plan. He's got a stupid plan. It's really stupid. He's so tacky. I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) At the hospital, the nurse tells Michael he's so lucky because 
his new girlfriend is absolutely gorgeous. And he's, and she says, we all know you needed someone after Kimberly's death. This so far is the only hospital employee who is as sleazy as Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's the one person where everyone's like, I can't believe Nurse Linda likes Michael. What does yeah. she see in him? What She's totally <laughs> snowed by him. By him. Yeah. She thinks he's so charming. And she's like, I think I, everyone else thinks it's weird. You're already dating again, but I think it's great. And, she, <laughs> and she's also a redhead. Yes. <laughs> Redheads can't resist Michael Mancini. Really it's a can't. fact. Mm. And he... He's like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> what is my what girlfriend? Girlfriend. girlfriend. And, she, and she's like, oh, she's in the lounge. And so he goes into the lounge where he sees Sydney. And this is an incredible Sydney moment. She is like cutesily sitting on the table in a little. Oh, she's holding court. She <laughs> is. <laughs> she's holding court. She's sitting with, her, you know, like. <laughs> On, on yeah. this table with a bunch of male doctors gathered around her and she's making them laugh and they are like losing it. Yeah. The other thing about her performance is that she really leans into the child star of it all. Like <laughs> she's a little cute child star. Yeah. Mm. She's, she is like dazzling these men and Michael busts in. He's like, all right, fellas. All right. Let me talk to my, my girlfriend alone. Yeah. He kicks him out and he's like, what are you doing? And she says, just introducing myself around as your girlfriend. <laughs> uh, helping your career, dude. No one liked you until I came Totally. Here. She really did help him. And he he's like really not into this, but he knows that he's, he's powerless in this situation. He's like, how far do you plan on taking all this? And she kisses him on the cheek and she's like, I got to run. Well, she's doing what Jane could never do. And that's charm her way into Michael's career in life and helping him with that charm. Like yeah. Jane would mm-hmm. never hold court with all these doctors. No, because Jane is an honest person. <laughs> Sydney has Sydney doesn't give a fuck about any of that. Um, but she also doesn't have the skills that Sydney has. Yes. And Michael needs someone like Sydney to elevate him in mm. that way. Yeah. That night, we see another boat approach, Reed's boat. It's the Coast Guard. And Joe is hiding in the dark, clutching the shotgun. What was she doing? <laughs> was her plan just to stay there hiding with a gun? Why does she, why does she ha- did she choose the most suspicious activity to do? <laughs> While waiting for the Coast Guard. I have no idea. Um, and how did the Coast Guard even find her when the radio after the radio blew up? No idea. Um they find her and she points the gun at them. Oh, Joe. Like an it this woman oh, she's still alive. Like that's amazing. She's got <laughs> a sawed-off shotgun at law enforcement officers. Like I was it's amazing she's still alive and I think a great reveal, like a great twist on the show would have been to find out Joe's not even from New York. Like she just made it up. Yeah. <laughs> she, has, she has zero street smarts. Also, how long has she been on the boat now? Because she had like dark circles under her eye. And she yeah. looked like she hadn't been in the sun in days. <laughs> like, um, 
they find the body, they find Reed's body and she's immediately arrested. And she's like, why? It's like, yeah. What, how did, did you didn't think this through Joe? No, you're on a boat with uh drug money and a dead body mm. and it's just you. Yeah. So we see Jane and her blouse, her lacy ruffly blouse take Allison downtown I respect Jane for getting fully dressed for this non-event. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would have been like, I'm annoyed. (laughs) Yeah. She put on her nicest blouse and vest and took Allison to this downtown restaurant. The best got me. (laughs) This is Billy's style completely. He takes her to this stuffy old person, not cool, not hip restaurant. Yeah. Like, he's like, this is where you go to propose. It's fancy. You drink water out of a wine glass. Yeah, he's he's thinks he's being real slick with this. What's again like a child's idea of what's fancy too? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just so old fashioned. Yeah, like like has Billy ever met a woman? It's like a, a question I just keep coming back to. No, he the the waiter the host greets Allison and is like Miss Parker. Your table is right this way. <laughs> and then Jane leaves. She just takes off. And, and Allison doesn't say anything. No. Yeah. <laughs> She's led to a table where Billy is sitting in a, in a tuxedo. Ugh. Just, I would have walked out. Just... <laughs> Like what? And she's wearing what? Like shit from the limited? Like what is she? <laughs> yes. Yes. She's totally wearing just like a plain black or navy limited dress. But that's classic Billy. He would let yeah. her look like that while he would be in a tuxedo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, such a stupid plan. Uh, no one else is in a tuxedo except for the wait staff in this restaurant, too. Like, I got a new job, Allison. <laughs> he looks like the old Billy like Campbell ambush. Yeah. <laughs> um, She's like, this is impossible. What are you, Billy? What are you, <laughs> what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, then I couldn't let you walk away. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then I, I realized I didn't want to spend the rest of my life without you. And I love you. And she's like, Billy, what if we aren't compatible? And he's like, well, who cares? <laughs> he's like, I should have stopped you before you got in that elevator. Why don't you just drink your champagne? And she looks Ugh. another cliche. Billy has placed the ring, which probably has all is like, does the metal on it is dissolving? That's the ring that will dissolve in Coca Cola <laughs> if you leave it for two days. So like, I don't think it's safe to drink that champagne after that ring yeah. has been in there. Also, did you notice how Billy's so dumb? Like, usually people just put it floating in the bottom, but he actually had a little thing attached because he was like, no, Billy, will get it out of the bottom if I don't put a string on it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just think of bring on a string from like Katie's breakdown when like Schwartz gave it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. She is stunned. A piano player starts to play and he gets down on one knee. And he's like, I want you to be my partner for life, forever. Will you marry me? And then we just end on Allison's like stunned face. She's like, oh, oh. yeah, we're going to, we have another cliffhanger. What's Mm. she going to (laughs) say? And that's, and that's where we leave off with Allison 
not saying anything. I'm trying to like think if like any of my dickhead male roommates like proposed to me. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I would be so embarrassed even yeah. if I wanted to marry the person. <laughs> Like, and it, and then I, and then I would question the relationship. I was like, you know, I don't want a public proposal. What are you doing? Yeah. Also, I would tell him there's nothing personal about this proposal at all. It is all yeah. like it's just all a bunch of cliches. Yeah, also, it's not like the restaurant they went to, or even like the hot dog cart they first went to. Like yeah. whatever, that would be more sentimental than this restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Like, also, he's broke. He doesn't have a job right now. He quit. How is he? And he just had the expense of leaving whatever he did of his apartment in New York, and he's coming yeah. back. Like, yeah. Who's paying for this dinner? Who's paying for this dinner? But this is classic yeah. Billy. Uh, you wouldn't even get married at this point if you mm. were sort of a responsible person. You'd have your life a little more together. Like, yeah. Um. Well, we'll find out next week mm. what Allison says. And what happens next? That's that's episode 21. We will be back very soon for episode 22. Do we want to, Maggie, have... Maggie, a- where can people find you? Um, I'm my uh, Substack. Professor Garbage is at Maggie Sirota at Substack.com. And I'm on, at Twitter at Maggie. I'm everywhere at Maggie, at Maggie Sirota. Nice. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.